Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic from DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way every weekday morning, bright and early. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins on the same podcasting channel. For all intents and purposes, the Pirates' spring training ended yesterday. Yes, there's another game today at Fort Myers against the Twins, but these things are, wow. If you have never seen a spring finale, it's the fastest game of the year, like anywhere. Veterans, make sure that the younger players understand that when you go into that box, you will swing that bat. You will swing it almost every pitch because you're not wasting our time, you're not wasting the manager's and coach's time, you're not wasting the umpire's time. We are out of here. We've been at this for a month and a half. We are out of here. Seriously, mark my words, and we'll talk about this tomorrow. The game time is going to be like an hour and 56 minutes, like something out of 1958. But that's it. That's it. So... Looking at yesterday's game, which the Twins won 5-3, to three. this one was in Bradenton, that's pretty much the end of spring statistics and, and anything that's significant from down there. And I got to tell you, it's encouraging. I'm not going to be an idiot here and tell you that, oh, they're going to go and win a bunch of games and they're going to contend in the Central because the whole division is down and whatever. I'm not even in that stratosphere. Especially after seeing you know, Mitch Keller struggling the way he did. Uh, that, to me, is a downer that outweighs a lot of the good that I'm about to share here. He has to get it together. The fact that Chad Cool was named opening day starter, that's nice for Cool after his comeback and, and everything else. Plus, like, seriously, great dude. But it, it's an L. It's an L for the organization that Keller wasn't deemed ready for an opening day start when, by all accounts, it was going to be him. But the positive, the positive. You want to hear the positive. Let me tell you first that this segment of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park, the side with the Willie Stargell statue. It's also right next to and a sister venture to Mike's Beer Bar. 
There's Mike's Beer Bar, and then there's North Shore Tavern right next to it. North Shore Tavern offers steak on a stone. You've probably heard people around here talking about it. The steak is served to you on an 800-degree stone. You cut it up yourself, make it the way you want. But it's also the only full-time dedicated Pirates bar anywhere. Anywhere. So if you're a Pirates fan, it's a must-stop, and not just on game days. Not just on game days. Get down there and check it out. North Shore Tavern. Here's some of the positives out of all this. Brian Hayes went two for three yesterday against the Twins. He's hitting 429. That's number one in the Grapefruit League, meaning among qualified hitters if there were a batting title, 3.1 plate appearances per year team's games. Number one. And remember the whole, oh, you know, there's no way Kibrian could possibly do what he did last year. Maybe he won't. Maybe he won't. These games don't count. None of those numbers count. But the performance is still there, and he's still smoking the ball. My goodness, he smokes his outs. That's where this kid is right now. Hayes has 21 hits. That's tied with Adam Frazier. It's, it's, it's amazing that Adam Frazier has broken out the way he has. It's amazing that Frazier was able to sustain it through the whole month of March. Usually you get this Frazier for like a week. He never stopped. In fact... As spring training wore on, he started hitting the ball that much harder, which was really encouraging. Eric Gonzalez had a terrific spring. Yeah, he's going to be either the backup or the alternate, however it is that they choose to label it, between short, second, third, who knows. He can play all those positions. Um, He's really, really good defensively, obviously. So you've got an infield that looks productive. I mean, Colin Moran did his thing. He he doesn't really fluctuate much. You know what you're going to get from him. He did hit really well in 2020, especially for power and for RBIs. That's, That's all encouraging. Brian Reynolds, the number one most important guy not named Mitch Keller on the team, to rise up this year, had himself a 300 spring. There's nothing wrong with that. 318, to be specific, with three homers. Uh, He was driving the ball to all fields from both sides of the plate. More important than that, he was staying within himself and not reaching outside the zone the way he did so often and so peculiarly in 2020. If we care about how Gregory Polanco is going to do, he had a good spring too. I mean, look, as long as he's going to be on the roster, he might as well be productive. He was that in spring. We'll see how that translates. Anthony Alford won the center field job on merit. Did everything. Caught everything. Uh, Hit, hit for power, super fast, ran the bases really well. 
Where's the, the where's the, the pending disaster here? The catcher is the best defensive catcher in all of baseball, and he's always hit, Jacob Stallings has, around 260 or 270. Where's the disaster here? The bench? Who cares? Where's the disaster? Is it the pitching? I don't know, because the pitching outside of Keller has been, to me, the biggest surprise of the spring. I expected the hitters had an opportunity to bounce back. I didn't see David Bednar looking like a closer. I didn't see Clay Holmes coming back and mowing everybody down for 10 straight appearances the way he did, including yesterday, to close out his spring. I didn't see Kyle Crick regaining his velocity. I didn't see Richard Rodriguez coming back and kind of looking like he's got some of that swag, like he wants to be the closer as opposed to he's just doing it because they ask nicely. The bullpen's got some got some parts. I mean, Jeff Hartlieb was optioned out yesterday. That would have been unthinkable. Unthinkable just a few months ago when Hartlieb was their main get-out-of-a-jam guy. The rotation, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they, they were mostly good in the spring. JT Brubaker was mostly good. Chad Cool was mostly good. Tyler Anderson, eh, you know, not so much. It, it's, you know, Stephen Brawl getting hurt doesn't help. But they also picked up some reinforcements. And they have, this is more important than any of this, they have guys that are right there behind the people I just mentioned who I think are better options right now. But I'll respect the baseball evaluators saying that Miguel Yahure needs to take care of a couple other things before he's ready. Miguel Yahure should be in this rotation right now if it's based on just pure talent, which of course it isn't. That's not how this stuff works. Will Crow had a really good spring. He was uh, Yahure came in the Jamison Tyone trade. Crow came in the Josh Bell trade from Washington. Crow's been good. He's 26. He's not a kid. He he's got to be part of this. I wouldn't mind seeing him in the rotation over uh, one or two guys that'll be there now. So that's going to be a work in constant progress. It's not going to make people happy. You're not going to ever get into some kind of groove where you're going one through five in your rotation and saying, hey, our guys are really feeling it. Um, there's going to be a lot of movement in and out. There's going to be a lot of names where you go, huh, he's starting today? Wow, where'd that come from? That's that's the kind of summer it's going to be. But I'll ask the question again, where's the disaster? Where's the catastrophe? The pitching catastrophe in 2020 was Trevor Williams and a couple other guys who aren't here anymore. So we'll see. We'll see. Just a couple days away from the opener. I'll be flying out to Chicago myself to cover it. When we come back, just one question. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, all the way to the 
we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back. Time for just one question. And this one comes from Craig who says, just one fun question. If you form a team by taking all the former Pirates still playing. Oh, boy. <laughs> and then Craig puts in parentheses, Garrett Cole, Tyler Glass now, Starling Marte, Kutch, etc. Where would they stand? Wild card, division, series contender? Well, former Pirates, you left out a couple of doozies there i mean you would definitely have charlie morton in your rotation you would definitely have austin meadows in your outfield oh let's see who else tony watson i guess would be in your bullpen mark melanson is your closer are we getting somewhere now i mean i'm not knocking the names you mentioned i would definitely take garrett cole tyler glass now starling Marte, and andrew mccutcheon on my team but i think you can go a good bit further than that and you could come up with a pretty decent baseball team. Would they contend? How far would they go? Well, if your rotation alone is Cole, Glasnow, and Morton, you're going to be really good even if everything else about your team sucks. Okay? And then if you've got Melanson closing, you, you've got the back end taken care of as well that said i'll bet dude you could do this with any of 30 teams now you're not you're not going to find cole glass now in morton okay but you can do this exercise with pretty much anybody because what you're doing is you're taking all the players that are gone and you're saying you know we're going to pick from the best of them and put it all onto one roster Nobody anywhere keeps all of their guys. Every team everywhere makes trades or moves or releases or gets outbid in free agency and regrets something. Let's remember that even the Yankees, in almost all of their dealings over the past decade with the Pirates, have lost on the exchange. Russell Martin, Francisco Cervelli, A.J. Burnett, And now it really looks like this Tyone trade is going to end up being a very good one for the Pirates with Miguel Yahure and Ruanzi Contreras, the 100-mile-an-hour throwing reliever, being the guys that came back. That is or among the guys who came back. This is not an easy question to answer, obviously, and, and you knew that when you asked it. And your point, if you're attempting to make it, is a valid one. Uh, too much talent has left Pittsburgh. Some of it 
is because of the unfair economic system, you were never, ever going to keep Garrett Cole. But you don't just let assets walk away. And for Neil Huntington to send Cole out for three AAA guys and one mediocre prospect, uh, it, it's the kind of stuff that sets your organization back for years. Never mind, I'm not even getting into the, the Chris Archer fiasco. You just can't do stuff like that. When you let talent leave, you have to bring talent back. You have to bring more talent back. It has to come in quantity and quality. And uh, the previous general manager just did nothing of the kind. Uh, Almost none of his trades, if you go back and look at them, or his exchanges in in any form, involved bringing back high-ceiling young prospects who could someday turn into something. And, And look, the ones Ben Charrington's gotten so far... They're popping very nicely on the prospect rankings, and that's great. That's fun to see. It's encouraging. It's nice to see the Pirates currently seen as uh, number seven or number eight in all of baseball for their minor league system after inheriting Neil Huntington and Kyle Stark's system. That's, that's, that's good work. doesn't mean anything until they get here. doesn't mean anything that O'Neill Cruz is your number three prospect in your entire system if he can't get on base regularly, if he can't uh, work the count, make regular contact, not just big contact. It won't matter if he doesn't have a position on the field, if he doesn't work out as a six foot seven shortstop. So he's on the list, looks great, Adds to your ranking power and everything else here, but you got to make it work at the big league level. But hey, thanks for bringing up that completely pleasant subject for everyone. Huh? Wow, what a mood killer that was compared to the first segment. Way to go! Uh, I'll, I'll I'll try to bring it back up tomorrow since we'll be uh, on the eve or approaching the eve, I should say of the Pittsburgh Baseball Club's 135th opener Thursday afternoon at Wrigley Field. Thanks so much to everybody for listening to this. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.